Hi, Marcy. Hi, everyone. We are here again with the second uh, session of the series of the online summit, uh, the, the new game of leadership. And today we have Marcy Newman, the hardship coach. We are going to talk about leading with the heart and uh, letting our brain learn to follow, letting our mind learn to follow. <laughs> I'm very curious about, the, about your method, Marcy. I know a little bit about it. But I'm sure I'll leave this session with a lot more insight. And um, I know that you transform people's lives. So I'm really curious. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And um, I want to, um, first off, just thank you for having me, for inviting me to be part of this incredible project and opportunity to share some different perspectives um, and different ways of thinking about doing our business. One thing that we all know being in business is that we constantly have to find different ways for us not only to share what it is that we are sharing, but also to be present in our own business. And that's why I chose this particular title for um, this talk. First off, I'd like to give a little bit of a background um, in how I came into my business, which is Heart Shift Coaching. Um, and the other name of my business is Heaven on Earth Academy. So those two things may give you some idea about how unique my perspective might be. But it also, I hope, gives you an indication about how valuable it is. You see, I've been in this work for nearly 45 years started out back in the 70s, and I immediately incorporated two different worlds, the world of conventional thought and conventional being, and the other was that of metaphysics. And I'm sure you can read more about my bio to get the details of that. But from a very early age, my entire perspective is actually governed by those two worlds. And I've become a bit of a liaison between them. So when we start to talk about why it's so important to lead with your heart rather than your head, we start to reorient immediately a question that forms in our mind. What is she talking about? Well, let me begin here. I'm sure you've heard the quote, a picture is worth a thousand words by Enrique Ibsen. What does that mean? It means that for each of us, when we see a picture of something, right, our imagination begins to work. Now that happens whether or not we're attracted to that picture or even if we repel it, we automatically start to engage with what it is that we're seeing. So when we're talking about leadership, one of the things that we know right off is that a true leader must have an image, a picture of what it is that they want to create. Now, what often happens is that, and particularly in business, we have a linear way of thinking, don't we? And we have a belief that things have a certain succession. 
things have to be laid out according to a certain plan. Well, that is, and take this with a little bit of a deep breath, that actually is misleading. Because what happens when we start to engage only from our mind and that linear thinking, we're actually pushing out the energy of creation that is going to help to bring this to life. So as a leader, you have this responsibility to lead those who are looking to you for inspiration, for direction, for communication, and also for success. Now I know as a leader myself, it's a tremendous amount of responsibility, but it's one that I take very seriously. And it's one that I have put a lot of time and effort and heart into creating my success. So what I'd like to do is to share with you two different paths that a vision may take. Before I jump into that, I want to talk about what it takes to really create an image, that vision. One thing, of course, is that you have an idea, right? You have something that is coming to you that you want to create. Now, this, by the way, happens whether you've already established your business or if you're just newly establishing a business, you have an idea. And that idea immediately sets to work as it creates an image for you. Now, an image that is created from the conscious mind only is void of the very energy that is necessary, again, to bring it to reality. Why? Well, the conscious mind, as we know, is about 97% controlled by the ego. Now, the ego, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit of a different way than you might be familiar with it, the ego actually feeds on fear. Its purpose is to prevent you from moving forward because it's fearful that it won't be able to protect you if you do. So its whole orientation is about protection. What happens is that each and every time you decide that you want to do something new, it immediately tells you, pull back, pull back, wait, don't go there, don't try that, right? We all have those moments of doubt and trepidation and it rises up almost immediately. That's the work of the ego. So imagine for a moment, and I don't use that word loosely, imagine that you have something that is controlling 97% of your thoughts and it is based on fear. It wants you to be fearful. It wants you to believe that this change is something that is dreadful. In fact, it may even cost you your life. And if the ego is invested in it, 
to a very deep degree, it will seem like it stops at nothing to prevent you from doing that. You have two other minds that are actually at work simultaneously. One, of course, you know, is a subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is the aspect that is more automatic. It is um, not controlled by the ego, but rather than being affected by the words and the gibberish that your ego constantly has going on in your ear, the subconscious actually relates more to the heart and it thinks in symbols and images. So right away, let's start to connect these dots. We have a part of the brain, a part of our consciousness, let's say, that is 100%, nearly 100% controlled by the ego, fear-based. We have another aspect that is softer. It relates more to symbols and images. In other words, it's more aligned to the creative process. Now, when you're looking to create something, what it tells us is that we must start to draw from the subconscious mind because its natural way of projecting its mind is in images. You are a leader. You need to have an image. You need to have a vision that you can lead your team to. The true mind is actually the mind of the heart. Why do I say that? Well, because in your heart is actually all of the information that you need in order to create anything. In fact, your heart is the basis of all creative mannerisms. What that means is that anything that is born of the heart is going to be in alignment with your heart, which will bring you joy, success, fulfillment, and expansion. Anything born of a linear mind can only bring you more of that energy. In other words, it can never be expansive. It will only be governed by things in a linear way, step-by-step, step, confinement, limitations, and lack of vitality. Because as I was describing those words that we associate with the heart, did you notice a difference in how they felt? If not, going forward, I'm going to give you an opportunity to actually experience energetically how this works. But right now, let's follow those two different trails. Okay. You have a thought. All of a sudden, 
you realize that thought is actually quite exciting. You want to create something. You begin in that creative process by all of that excitement and you set out to create it. What do you do? Go to your books, follow step by step by step what it tells you to do. Or you may, <clears throat> excuse me, you may go to past experiences where you have attempted to create other things, right? And follow those steps, that governance. Or you may go to another and say, what is it I must do to bring this to fruition? Or you may just decide to take a moment and get that information from your mind. Now, believe it or not, all the scenarios that I just described for you will never leave you with a sense of fulfillment because none of them were engaging the heart except for the first moment of conception when you realized you were excited about creating something new. Now, I'm not saying that we don't need to follow certain steps in what we are creating. What I am saying is that without the engagement of the heart, it has no life. It is not receiving the information and the energy that will bring it to an expansive state. Now, this is particularly dangerous when you are looking in your past at what you perceive as past mistakes, as past disasters, right? Any situation that has left you disappointed having not met your mark, has actually created an emotional imprint where you will start to create more of that, more of that very same energy that can only create more disappointment. Let me tell you a little bit more about that because what I'm talking about are actually universal laws of energy. The one that we want to really put our focus on now tells us that energy is always seeking out other energy just like itself. And as it connects to it, it gets greater and greater and greater. If you put all of your energy, all of your focus on your past mistakes, what will happen? is that automatically the energy that was involved with that perception now becomes a brand new belief that will govern all of your future actions. I want you to know that the moment that you start to look at your past as an indication of what your future will create, you are feeding into the energy of that ego that wants you to stay right where you are 
and not try anything new. So right away, it jumps to attention and it starts to create all kinds of diversions. So things will appear as if they're just falling apart, no matter what you're doing, it won't come together because the ego is such a master of disguise, it uses anything that it can to prevent you from creating something new. So what does it do? Creates diversions, confusions, it creates chaos, and it creates for you a belief that you're not enough that you're not smart enough, you don't have what it takes, maybe even you're not worthy of it. But in some way, it will use those messages that have been created from other past experiences to convince you, you shouldn't be doing this. And if you look at the statistics for any entrepreneurial venture, you will see how many of them fail. That failure, if we were to take each and every one of them, we would see that the failure was not born of it not being a great idea. The failure happened because the creation lost its source of joy. It was robbed of its ability to spring to life because the energy that the ego fed and brought you to a place of feeding with your belief of fear that it sabotaged every effort until you failed. I know that's a bold statement, but I've been in this work for nearly 45 years. I have worked with people all around the world. And it is why at this point in time, my work is 100% associated with the heart. Because it is my belief that when we recondition ourselves to listen to the language of the heart, it will never lead us astray. But we have to learn what the difference of that language is. How do we recognize a different voice? Well, one of the clues is that the ego, as I said, will always have you staying right where you are. Or if it is capable It'll have you going into a downward spiral so that you never try that again. The other aspect, the language of your heart, knows that it is the creative force within you. It is here so that you can be more expansive. You can become a greater expression of you because the more expansive that you are, guess what? the more creation you're capable of creating. And from that energy, you're guaranteed bringing it to life. So as we know, nothing, nothing can stay alive 
without its heart. You can be, and forgive me if it makes you uncomfortable, but you can be brain dead. And as long as your heart is working, life will be maintained. But the moment that the heart ceases to work, all life ends. So what does it tell us? It tells us that it is the essential part for all of creation. Now, for you as a leader, how important do you think it is that you start to reposition yourself, your thoughts, you start to re-examine your own beliefs and what has affected you in the past? Well, I can tell you that from my perspective, everything that I've seen and experienced with myself, as well as the thousands of people that I've worked with, is that it's the number one thing. Because the more that you create a conscious awareness of where you are, where you are in the voice that you're listening to, the more you become masterful at discerning which way to pivot and which way to lead. So let's just review for a second. We know the ego is going to always want you to stay right where you are. Don't make any changes. Oh my God, you're going to die if you do that. It will create confusion, chaos. It will have you dragging up all kinds of baggage, right? From past experiences. And it will distort your vision so that all you see is the negative aspect of it because it uses it as evidence against you. It will also drag up ancestral baggage. Oh, remember Uncle Joe, that's what happened to him. Oh, you remember, yes, she tried that business. You know what happened to her. You will start to have all of these ruminations that will again lead you into that self-sabotage and the sabotage of your vision, which is your powerhouse. It's a superpower. It will also have you start to rely on just your physical eyes. And what will your physical eyes start to show you? Because it controls 97% of your mind, your physical eyes will start to notice every brick and mortar business that has gone out of business. It will have you honing in on everything that it can provide for you that's more evidence that you're going to fail. It uses everything, your physical eyes, it uses your mind, it uses your beliefs, it uses your possibilities, it uses all of your limitations, and it uses everything that it possibly can to prevent your success. Including, as I said, it will rob you of your vision. 
So let's pivot. Let's imagine now we're looking through the mind of the heart, okay? So what do we know about the heart? Well, we know that it has a language all of its own. It's languages of symbols and images. It is always looking to expand you as the magnificent being that you are, that it came here to be in partnership with. Huge word, particularly for a leader who has a team that they must lead. Partnership. So what it does is it seeks out opportunities for you to partner. What does that mean? You will find that rather than experiencing fear and believing that you need to be in competition with every other business person around, you will notice that you start to seek out people to collaborate with people who you respect and admire, people who you can trust energetically to help you to expand your vision, your image that is coming directly from your heart because it is connected to you and your soul's purpose. You see your heart and you might say your soul, the home of your soul, is 24-7 constantly working to bring you into your purpose. Why? Because you are here as a partner to create all things in the universe, including your business, which needs to be in service to others as does every aspect of it. That's why we're in business, right? We're offering something to others. So the heart bases everything on its universal laws that are divine laws that are in place to support you in every single way. What it also has done is that it has a direct route from your heart center to your mind's eye, which is where all of your imagination and creation takes place. It doesn't get its information from the outside world, the physical world. It only gets its information from the heart and immediately starts to project out the vision, the image in clarity and expansion and the moment that it begins to do that, it starts to draw more energy in just like itself. And all of a sudden you start to feel the rhythm of your business, your purpose, your image, your vision coming to life. This is when we feel like everything is just falling into place, everyone that we need in order to bring that vision to fruition suddenly shows up all of these incredible opportunities because we have begun to see through the mind's eye connected directly to the heart and 
all of the energy necessary to bring it to life has an open path and a way you go. I know that you have seen other people who have had this experience where it's like, oh my God, what, what did they step in? What did they do? How did that happen so fast? So I want to share just very quickly an experience that I had of my own. And this is when I decided to go into manufacturing business. I had never done it before. I had not a clue what I was doing or how to go about doing it. I just had these visions of products that I knew I needed to bring to life. All I did was spend my time visualizing their creation and their success. In the meantime, I took the steps that I needed to take on a linear level. In other words, I took the details of my visions and I gave those details to my mind to let my mind go to work to put it into place. I needed an office. I needed an assistant. I needed a computer. And get this, I needed an assistant who could teach me how to use the computer because I had no idea. I had no idea how to even send an email. And what I want you to know, in six months, I had eight products on the market that were on shelves everywhere. And I had already won three, three international awards for new products on the market. How that happened was here and here. I connected my mind's eye to my heart center. I didn't pay any attention to all the chatter that my ego wanted to distract me with. What do you think you're doing? Who do you think you are? You've never done anything like this. It was right, I hadn't. All I knew was that the vision was so compelling. The feeling that I had was so full of joy that my heart actually like was overflowing with gratitude every time I thought about them. And so I started to feed my heart. I fed the vision and then I fed my mind of all of the possibilities that my heart already knew, my mind's eye already lived in. And I created a phenomenal series of products that helped other people to learn to do what I had done. And so it brings me to this last and final point about why we must let our heart lead and our mind follow. When you are working in your heart space and creating from that place, 100% of the time, it will be creating something that will benefit all. Each of us is here to be in service to the other, which is why the heart always speaks in the language of collaboration. Each and every one of us is here as part of a magnificent whole. 
We are a particle in the collective heart of the entire universe. We are here to co-create. We are here to constantly be in our creative process. So you as a leader, creating your image, your vision, is essential that you conduct that work in your heart because there will be a period of time where your team is going to need to borrow your eyes. They will not be able to see that vision. And more than that, they may also need to borrow your heart because they haven't yet felt it. True leadership begins with a vision of the heart in recognition that we are here to build, to co-create in partnership. And so I'd like to invite you to just close your eyes for a moment and take a deep breath in, bypassing all other places and breathe directly into your heart with this message. I have come. I am here to co-create with you. I am here to put aside all others that would lead me astray. I am here to be in alignment with my soul's purpose and to live as I am meant to live. As a true leader, a true partner and co-creator that will be in service to all and to all our highest good. And now envision in your mind's eye that blessing that's going out into the universe and knowing how the universal energy laws work. Trust in this moment that it is seeking out other energy just like itself. And it will come back to you 10,000 fold and more. For that's the promise of energy that's been unleashed in the energy of love and in the speed of light. Thank you very much for being here with me today and for taking my message into your hearts. If you have any questions, um, please feel free to ask. You can reach me, of course, through my website, which is heartshiftcoach.com. I am thrilled with the thought and the feeling and the expansiveness of being in communication with you and co-creating, helping you to bring all of your dreams to life. So I look forward to hearing from you.
and of course, to bearing witness to all of the incredible creations that will be born. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, Marcy. This was amazing. I really felt inspired, inspired by my own visions that I'm creating while you were <laughs> leading us through this, these visions and through this process. I, I have one question, if you still sure. have some time. Of course. Um, you call all the negative emotions uh, that prevent us from uh, experiencing the images created in our hearts, the ego, right? Um, is there a reason why you call fear the ego or? Yeah, um, this is, um, it's been evidenced to me through all of my um, experiences and research. And as I have learned how the ego works, I've also learned to identify it. So my expertise is in identifying energy. So for instance, someone comes to me and they, you know, just have not been able to launch their business, launch their um, products, launch their dreams. My expertise is simply to take in what they have given me whoa, I'm getting goosebumps, and to discern which energies are of the ego and which energies are of the heart. Now, this is essential. I, I love the question, by the way. Thank you so much. The energy of the ego, I want everyone to take this in, has no potential to create what you want. Fear can only create fear. Doubt can only create more doubt because energy only seeks out other energy just like itself. Unworthiness can only seek out other energy of unworthiness, it will come back and show itself to you. It doesn't mean it's true. It just means that scientifically, that's how energy works. That's it. Energy of failure, as it is focused on, can only create more failure. This is why we need to discern energy. And that's what I teach. I teach people how to discern energy. Because as I said earlier, the ego is a master of disguise. It has been with you how many years, right? And it's had you in the palm of its hand. It knows all of your buttons to push. It's why we often find ourselves, for instance, in patterns of behavior that repeat or the same relationship issues over and over and over again, or the same hitting that same like, um, um, you know, mountain in our business, we just can't seem to get any further. And it's because it knows your buttons. It knows just which frailties to start to trigger because it knows you 
It has studied you. Every year of your existence, it has studied every situation. Its belief is that it's protecting you. It doesn't know that you, for instance, Serena, have grown into this magnificent, wise, and brilliant woman. It still thinks you're four years old and can't figure things out for yourself and have to depend on everyone else. It doesn't know you as you are now. So we can't blame it. We just need to understand its psyche. Mm -hmm. The other thing about the ego, which is so essential to know is that it doesn't understand the language of the heart. It can't. You're talking about two completely different opposite ends of the spectrum. The ego only knows fear. That's it. That's all in its vibrational frequency. So that's the only thing that it can produce. So anytime that we are looking for those energies to create something new, how could it possibly? It's not its fault. It's just not scientifically capable. It doesn't have the potential. So what do we do? We pivot. And this, again, is what I teach. We need to know what to pivot to. What are the energies that have the potential to create? Well, let me ask you a question. Would you like to create something from joy? Sure. <laughs> because when it comes back to you filled with so much joy, what will happen? You'll want to do it again and again and again. Whatever you've created from the ego that leaves you believing that you're not enough, you won't want to do that again, will you? So you won't even try. But anything that you've created in joy is going to bring more joy back to you, more possibilities for joy. You're going to feel expansive. You're going to feel alive and you will want to do it over and over and over again. That has the potential to create everything that you want to experience, doesn't it? The same with the energy of peace. If you create from a place of confusion and chaos and anger and competition and this feeling that you are never enough, you'll get plenty of evidence of that. Conversely. Reconnect with yourself as the truth of who you are. You're here to co-create with this energy that has created all things in the universe. This is the creative force. And know that whatever you can visualize from your heart, you can trust that it's going to reach for a match. So will what you see from your ego. So now you get to decide, well, which energy do you want matched? So we must discern energy. This is essential. I actually believe that it's an essential course that every single person should mm -hmm should take, we should be teaching this to our children. Yeah. 
You have some so, courses on your website, correct? Yes. So when we are looking to create something new, we must turn ourselves completely away from any sense of failure, even if it's been shown to us a thousand times over. It just means that we were feeding the wrong energies. And now let's turn to the right energies that have the potential to create what we want to experience. The fastest way that I know to do that is simply to close your physical eyes, close yourself off from this world that is constantly bombarding you, right? With information, it's vying for your attention. Close your eyes, close that world out and come inside and find that connection where you feel peaceful. The moment you do, you're going to start to feel joy and that excitement and that creativity will start to just overflow and all of your senses, all of your parts and, and systems will all be directed to support you in that. And what will happen is your abundance, your prosperity, all of the creative process will lay itself at your feet. These are the leaders that we need leading our teams because we will then, every business, be creating business that will serve the highest good of all because it will have been created on the energy of service. I don't know about you, but that's the world that I want to live in. Absolutely. Marcy, thank you so much. You uh, also said you, you had an offering for anybody who uh, comes and visits your website. Yes, For the, I all do. the participants. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, actually, I have two. All right. And you can, you can find these. Uh, they're both free on my website. Um, one is um, a five-day challenge. And it is 2020 hindsight to foresight. And it's where I teach you in five days, five new ways to address energy. Harness the energy of the past and bring it forward to what you need it to do today. It's awesome. And the other one is um, a ebook that I've put together to also start you to think about things differently, different perspective on life itself. And it's called Love is in the Air. And everything that we want to be changed in our lives starts just like this. We start to ask, well, what if? What if things could be different? What if I actually could create that? And the moment we start to ask, because all energy is seeking out other energy just like itself, it starts to show us. And that's what these two um, products are geared to do. They'll change your life. Thank you again, Marcy. Thank you so much. And, so my uh, pleasure. Yeah. And it was a joy for me to be here in honor. And um, like I said, I look forward to bearing witness to all the incredible things that are created from this wonderful summit that you've put together, Zarina. 
Thank you so very much. Thank it's you so much, Marcy. You've been yeah. an inspiration for creating it. So <laughs> you have a, a, a big piece of the pie in creating that. <laughs> yeah. Great, great joy again. Thank you so much. Wonderful day, night. Everyone be well and be happy. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye.